The Ryan Reese Show from Southern California. This is The Ryan Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Are you ready? All right, it's going down. We're going live tonight in studio down here in Southern California in K-Wave Studio. I got Garrett Beeler in the house. Garrett, it's been a minute since uh, the last time we were hanging out. I know. I, I can't believe how long it's been, but it's flown by. Great to be here with you again tonight. Dude, Thanks for having me. It's crazy how time flies. I know, especially with the, the four-kid dad life. For real. No joke. For real. For That's a different real. level. That is, is a different level. So check this out. We're gonna I'm going to open up the phone lines tonight to take calls, Garrett. I'm going to give out the number, but I want to plug a couple things because the Whosoever's has some exciting news to release. Nice. And you... Have some exciting news to release about your church. Yes. So this is great stuff. So check it out. Everyone that wants to give us a call, um, we're going to be taking questions about faith, life, whatever. Whatever you want to talk about, we'll encourage you. We'll lead you to the scriptures. Um, or you have a comment, whatever it is, we want to hear from you. Hit us up on the, se- on the not on the cell phone, but actually at the studio. I have Garrett Beeler. He's the pastor of... City Church, Irvine. Yeah, Vision City Church Vision in City. Irvine. Yeah, we're right off. We're right off of the five. Vision City. In between Culver and Jamboree. And uh, believe it or not, man, it's going to be eight years in January uh, for our church since we planted it. And it is going great. I mean, we've hit, I mean, coming out of COVID, uh, coming through all of that, the church has been stronger. It's been more refined, and we're just blessed. I mean, the Lord is doing a great work in the city of Irvine. I mean, we're surrounded by these, you know, cookie cutter uh, neighborhoods. Yeah. You know, it's not even like a, a plant that's out of place, it would seem. But there's a lot of people that need Jesus, and yep. so it's been great. We meet at Orchard Hills School uh, Auditorium right off of uh, Culver, and the main cross street is Portola. So people coming on the backside can get off on the toll road in Portola, or you can come up Jamboree from the 5. And uh, services are at 1030 in the morning. Uh, Child care. We have Sunday school, uh, worship. Right now we're going through 1 Timothy. So it's been great. Yes. Really good. We were, we were there uh, when you guys were outside, but now you're uh-huh. actually in the building. Yeah. Yeah, we're back. You're back in the building. That's yeah. The, that's yeah. The so we didn't know if we were even going to be back at all at, at that area, um, you know, with the, with the school district. But the Lord opened a door for us. And so uh, we're, we're back firing. And, and it's great. That was the last time you were here, actually. You were going to find out. Yes. You told me after, hey, we're going to find out the, the good right. news. Uh, like Monday or something. Oh, yeah, no, exactly. So we found out the good <laughs> news. Well, we found out the news, and it was good. And so uh, if anybody wants to check out the church, they can go to visioncitychurch.com or uh, look us up on Instagram, Vision City Church in Irvine, and we'd uh, love to have you come and visit. But it's been, it's been great, Ryan. Like, honestly, we're still praying for our own church home. I mean, yeah. we really need our base of operations. Yep. Yep. Uh, right now, we rent from a school district, but, uh, you know, we're, we're blessed to be where we're at, and the Lord's doing a great work. Remind me to actually uh, talk to you after um, I know a guy. Great. Yeah. So, hey, and this, <laughs> I actually just met a guy um, cool. that, that has uh, several properties. Hey, check this out. Um, so, a lot of you guys that don't know who... Uh, Excuse me, Garrett Beeler is. He used to be the um, the pastor here at Calvary Chapel. Um, uh, yeah, Monday night. Yeah. Monday nights. You guys would hear him every Monday night live. Uh, mm-hmm. Right when I first gave my life to the Lord, I think it's important that I I like to plug this, uh, Garrett, because God used you again in in a very powerful way. 
when I first gave my life uh, to God. And why it was when I first gave my life to God is because I was looking for a church um, uh, somewhere that I could connect and like, you know, kind of like the age uh, demographic where it was just more like, you know, all all eight, not not mm-hmm. old, but just kind of like a cool, like a younger kind of demographic. And I was looking mm-hmm. for a pastor that spoke my language, but that taught the Bible that would break everything down. And I would hear it on K-Wave and people would be plugging it. And I showed up. I didn't know you. And I started going. And that's where I started going to church. And I called that my home. And you broke down the scriptures. You're an amazing Bible teacher. You're an ev- seeing all kinds of people get saved. You're an evangelist. And then God just used you. Uh, in a big way here at Calvary Chapel. And then obviously that led to launching your own church. So, you, you know, I talk about this in my book as well, about how God used you in that whole thing. And um, so check him out, go to his website, check out his studies online. Uh, amazing Bible teacher. Uh, you're like younger. No, just- <laughs> yeah, I know. We kind of transitioned out of the, the young, the young, cool guys. Where, I've where... known you for like 12 years, though. So. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I was actually thinking, I remember the first time I met you when you came back to the green room and you introduced me to somebody, but you said, what's up? And then mm-hmm. I remember right before the whosoever's were the whosoever's. Yeah. You and Sonny yep. came out on a Monday night uh-huh. and we uh, did it like this first, like, whoa guys do interviews at church it was like the weird thing back what? then yeah, yeah and yeah. you guys were there at, at the main sanctuary and we interviewed you guys and uh that that was a long time ago i remember i that. forgot about that yep yeah that yep. and so you know the lord has done some great things i mean and then look at us now married four kids doing ministry god's been good to us he has he, he really has, has. I'm, I'm excited to have you have you in here i was stoked when when uh lucas told me I'm glad hey, it worked be, out. uh garrett's coming in tonight i'm like Awesome. I've been running so fast just in life that, like, you know, that's why I have people organizing, you know, getting mm-hmm. all the guests, bringing everyone in. And then I literally checked them, you know, I had to check them, like, wait, who is coming tonight? Yeah. Because it changes every weekend, you uh-huh. know? So I'm going to give that's this good. number out one more time 888 564 6173. 888 564 6173. So I'll just throw out a, a crazy question, you know, is, is, is are we living uh, in the uh, the end times, or is there uh, much more to come? Um, you know, is uh, is this the time where God is uh, really shaking up the church and seeing who His tr- true followers are, or what is God doing during this time in our lives? Is He uh, preparing us for a great work of the Holy Spirit that He wants to do around the world? Like these are the kind of questions. Uh, that we could we could talk about. I mean, when you look at the news and you watch everything that's going on, um, you know, I was just texting. Um, <laughs> I was just texting uh, my friend last night, and I'm like, you know what's so interesting? Because we used to send each other. They were called conspiracy videos, you know. <laughs> yeah. And we used to send each other these videos, and and the stuff that you would see, well, well basically. All the stuff that we used to watch, the majority of it has actually come to pass now. Right. And I don't even watch conspiracy <laughs> videos anymore. For, I'm talking from like 10 years ago. If yeah. I, you know, now I don't even have to watch conspiracy videos because they've all come true pretty much. And now I just watch the news because it happens so fast. There's not even time for them to put out a conspiracy video because things just keep happening. No, they are. <laughs> they are. And I'm actually uh, – it, it's crazy because when you see all the things that are happening in the world – you're going, you, you've got to be making this stuff up. Like, is this some kind of story, like some movie that I'm watching and people are living it in real life? I mean, and things are getting crazy. Uh, you know, like when you look at Australia mm-hmm. and uh, New Zealand yep. and Canada and, yep. and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And then even what's happening in the United States, you're like, mm-hmm. um, uh, you've got to be kidding me. 
It's you know what, dude. I mean, seriously, like because Crystal, you know, my wife, she, she I, I could take a lot of crazy news because I don't know because I mean, we we meet with people, we counsel with people, mm-hmm. and we hear some pretty, you know, gnarly, intense stuff. So I'm able yep. to kind of shake it off and. Just I'm just yeah, more focused on pointing it. to God and not like trying to be affected by it. Yep. Or some people get more affected by what they see and they hear. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, the news, you know, I was just telling Crystal, I'm like, Crystal, this is such an interesting time because she didn't grow up in the church necessarily. Like she was around, but she was, you know, grew up Catholic and but she wasn't studying like, you know, revelations and stuff like that or yeah. you know, Daniel or Ezekiel or, and stuff like that. So she didn't know really Bible prophecy. So what I was telling her the other day is I'm like, you know what's so interesting is even though when I wasn't walking with God, and even when I, there was a time when you kind of walked away from God, but we grew up in in Christian homes and in Calvary Chapel, so they taught the Bible. We knew mm-hmm. about the end times. We knew the Antichrist and the birth pains. So yep. now what's so interesting for us is I feel like I'm more like, dude, this is kind of crazy. Like it's actually the stuff we were reading about. Yeah. It's like lining up. We're not saying like yeah. th- it's go time. This is it. Yeah, but, but it's crazy. I mean, so yeah. many for so many years, people thought that the Bible was crazy. Like yes. some of the end times, yeah. things, like what? I mean, do you remember like the old nineteen eighties Left Behind movies yeah. and things where <laughs> yep. the guys would yep. have giant barcodes on their foreheads uh-huh. and all this? And they're like, who's ever going to do that? Yep, that's ridiculous. But they were. We didn't have the technology or the wherewithal right. to think that hey, you can put all of your information on a speck of sand yeah. and put it on your right hand or on your forehead, and mm-hmm. it'll have your medical records, it'll have your driver's license, it'll have your passports, it'll have your vaccine records. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you. Can, yeah. you can travel. So it's crazy. Like, what's yeah. happening now? Yeah. You know, you're right. It is lining up. And who would have ever thought? Uh, because we know what the Bible says, that the Antichrist will come to power. Mm-hmm. And there will be a one-world currency, a one-world government, and there will be some pseudo-one-world religion of mm-hmm. some sort, how religion will be melted into this one thing, uh, where eventually the Antichrist will declare himself to be God. And who would have thought that this, you know, mark of the beast that you would take, you know, to uh, willingly take later on in the future um, would be primed through these vaccines. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that crazy? I mean, you, you know, you can't buy, you can't sell, you can't travel, you know, you can't go to school, you can't do any of these things unless you have this one thing, right? And so, and they're forcing it, and they're arresting people, and they're shutting things down, the government, and, you know, it's just a preview of the things to come. It's very exciting to see biblical prophecy begin to be fulfilled. And we're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say this for the record. We're not saying the vaccines, the antichrist. So no, we're not. relax. We're saying that. <laughs> yeah. We're just saying the conditioning. You know, it's like if it you is. go to jail, you become institutionalized um, uh-huh. to to that format. And um, you know, things are being institutionalized. Like you know, when you're uh, like I was saying before, like when you go through. I remember going through uh, security in a in a airport. And you would normally just walk through and they would, you know, go through the radar thing. But now they had that round one where you go up and you have to stick your hands up. You have to open your legs and not move. Yep. Well, at first I was like, what the heck is this? But then now I'm like so conditioned. I go through. I do the pose yeah. without thinking because I want to get through faster. Yeah. You just you just become um, uh, institutionalized uh, yep. to it. Now, that one world religion the Bible talks about, mm-hmm. you know, in the last days. Right now in New York, did you read that article about 
in New York, they have a place that's going to be opening up that's going to be for all religions to worship. No. You didn't see that? No, no. I, I, I thought you I were talking not. about that. Yeah, no. I mean, I saw the, the new governor of New York, you know, talk about how she's going to send out her apostles to tell everybody to get, you know, vaccinated. But I didn't see this uh, about One this wor- place. Okay. I, I thought you were talking about that. One World Religion Headquarters set to open next year. In New York, I'll no send I'll way. send this on over you. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were. I thought that's what you were. Uh, no, you I were was going just saying to. that that's eventually what's going to happen because the Bible says that's going to happen. Well, guess what? It's happening. It's happening, <laughs> man. The news well, moves fast. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. You know. You know. The Bible talks about it being birth pains. You know. And yeah. we were talking yeah. earlier about mm-hmm. having four kids. You know. You know what happens when your wife goes into labor? It goes right. from like, oh, this isn't good, to oh, I got to get this baby, mm-hmm. you know, birthed into this world, and the pain increases. And so, you know, what also happens with birth pains is that they go from being distant Mm -hmm. to closer right and so all of a sudden it's like bam bam and then it's go time and that's what what the bible you know what jesus you know talks about what we know from scriptures that it's going to be these things that are like those contractions that the that the world's gonna get to the end okay so even talking about that you know it talks about you know there'll be wars uh rumors of wars um, famines, pestilence, stuff like mm-hmm. that, earthquake, great earthquakes, yep. Yep. and you start looking at the uh, just the the pulse, you know. And the, there's there's there was a couple of earthquakes recently in different parts. I think one here and then one in Mexico was a while ago, big one, and then something else. So we're seeing we're seeing all these things that that Jesus talked about, but definitely, you know, as I've I've been just kind of watching everything that's going on, I'm I'm just in this place where I just want to hear. The Father, God in heaven, and go. Okay, cool, God. Like, we're not surprised things are happening. I mean, we get surprised at how fast the the, the news uh, moves quickly. Like, I just told you about the world religion. You yep. can you can check that out when you get a chance. I just emailed it to you or texted it to you. But um, now it's like, okay, cool, God. Like, we know that you you wish that no one shall perish. Right. God so loved the world that He gave His Son, and no yep. one will perish. And we know, you know, the the um, if Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's the same um, in the Bible from the beginning to the end. We know that he always rescues his 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 people when he's going to bring you know a judgment on earth. Yeah. We see that with Lot's family. We see that with Moses' family. Yeah, um, yeah. That we're not appointed to God's wrath. Right. So yeah. that's why we in within the Calvary Chapel we believe in the in the rapture. Mm-hmm. And so now, if we're okay, we're like okay, rapture, cool. Um, we're seeing the signs of the times. Like, what does that mean, Garrett? For people like us, when I say us, not like you and me in the room, I'm yeah. talking about like us Christian believers. Like, how could we be the most impactful? What is right. the most important thing for us to do? Are we just supposed to hide and, and, and wait and hide from the world and, 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 and stay in our house and wait till the rapture comes? Or yeah. what can we be doing right now just for like the common person, the blue collar, normal mom, yep. dad? Yeah, I think it's a great question, and it's on the forefront of everybody's minds, because uh, the first thing that I would say is if you're a follower of Jesus, do not be fearful. Mm -hmm. With everything that's in the world, and we'll just call it for what it is, there's a whole lot of crazy out there. There's a whole lot of things to be worried about and fearful of, and God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind, and he is aware of everything that's going on. Everything like he sees it. He's not caught off guard. He has everything exactly where it needs to be. And for the follower of Jesus, we can hold on to that. Uh, But then I would say, secondly, uh, seize the moment, like every opportunity that you have. Like, you know, my daughter, 
uh, Ava has special needs. And so, you know, she has some pretty challenging disabilities. And, you know, my heart goes out for the subculture of families. If you're listening and you have a special needs child, uh, hang in there. And, you know, the Lord's entrusted you with a yeah. very special gift. You know, it can be very hard. But, you know, with, with Ava, our beautiful little girl, you know, she has different therapies that she goes to. Uh, some come to the house. You know, and, and one of her therapists uh, just last week, uh, a week ago, was, uh, you know, we were talking about technology. And he said, man, you would think with all the technological advancements that life would have, be, uh, have been better for people. But he says, honestly, with all the tech it just seems like we've gotten better at selling things to people and being able to buy things. Right. You know, how is and this? And being more busy. Yeah. And how is this bettered, you know, people's life? And, you know, it, it obviously was a generalization because obviously yeah. there's been advancements in medicine yeah. and all that. But he, he was just saying for the everyday person that's living life, you know, you know, you have Google and Facebook and like phones listening to what you're saying and then ads pop up to show you how to buy stuff. And, that's insane. You know, it's just crazy, <laughs> right? And so, you know, what happened was. I've never done this because usually I'm not in there when Ava's having, you know, her therapy with her teacher. I just said, you know, the Bible talks a lot about where tech is going to go. And we end up talking about how that there's going to be a one world ruler and that there's going to be a a one world currency and that all of the information that you need to live in this life, technology is going to advance to such a point where you can have your entire life on your right hand or on your forehead. So and he was like, whoa, yeah, you know, and so and I'm like, the Bible says all of these things, you know, and so when we thought all this is ridiculous back in, you know, the 80s and 90s and even into the 2000s, some, you know, before we started seeing these huge advancements, um, you know, now you're going, hey, that's not a far stretch of the of the imagination to see that that, that's possible. Not not at all. And then it's convenient. Did you read the. uh, Yeah, it is. It is. When you really think about it. Um. Are you? Did you read the? Uh, I think it was the new thing that the UN released. I can't remember what the article was called, but it basically talks about what the goal is, and you could read it. It's it's like their it's like their pamphlet of what their plan is to bring people together to do like uh, to to reset like it's like a great reset mm-hmm. to reset the mon- money to to take care of poverty. Everything that they're writing sounds you know obviously amazing. Um, uh, I believe it's a one world uh, government as well coming together like a whole global reset um, right now, which is, you know, also paving the way for all the world leaders. They're going to they're going to mm-hmm. they're going to do the G G3 summit or whatever next year in 2020. And they're going to address yeah. it and talk about it because Biden said he was going to go and, yeah. and join and be a part of that. So anyway, everything is just. Uh, <laughs> every, yeah, 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 exactly. Everything is just at, uh, adding up. But. It's exciting because, you know, I'm not I'm not scared. I'm actually I get excited because I'm like, okay, cool, God, like how what how and what do you want me to do? How do you want me to do it? What do you want to do? And I think right now where it's almost like we're in a we're in the waiting room of of a hospital, just kind of waiting, like, you know, just just waiting to see what God's going to do. And that's the hardest place to do is when you're just waiting yeah. to, to be, you know, to, to do something. Yeah. And I feel like God is just preparing. Everything's lining up. This isn't no surprise to mm-hmm. God. Like, oh, no, what's going on? Yeah. He knows. And he's just he's the divine chess player. He's putting everything in, in place. He's organizing everything mm-hmm. for uh, for the church, 
for the church. We're major. We're supposed to be the major players right now. Yeah. So what do you say to, uh, you know, maybe somebody that's that's walking the fence or that maybe grew up in the church and had walked away? I mean, how would you encourage them with the things that are happening right now? Well, first of all, I've seen a lot of people that have been walking with God that are no longer walking with God. During the pandemic, I've seen a, a great like falling away. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, right now is not the time. You want to be playing games. Because I remember when I was young, growing up at the church, and I'd go out, and I'd go party at night, and I'm like, oh, I hope the rapture doesn't come tonight, or else I'm done. Yeah. You know, but think about, you know, a lot of people just walked away, and they're just kind of out to lunch. But I want to, those people, I'd say, get get back, get, you know, the prodigal son, like God's waiting for you, just get home. Come back, and he has a plan for mm-hmm. you. The other people, I would say that um, I would encourage them to, uh, wait, sorry, say the question again. What was it? Yeah, no, if they're walking on the fence or, oh, yeah, or they're the not fence. walking with the Lord and, and, and this stuff's happening. I would say I would say right now, the same thing to those guys. Now is not the time to be walking on the fence. Like right now is the time that if you are a true believer in the scriptures from Genesis Revelations, and if you don't know what it says, you need to find out. You know, just because you maybe not be reading the Bible or watching the news and see the events that are going on doesn't mean it's coming. You know, the future events are going to happen. What God says is going to happen is going to happen. I would get back in church. I would get plugged in. I would start reading. I would start learning. And then ask God, how, how do you want to use me in this time? Because the most important thing out of everything, we're just pilgrims here on this planet Earth, right? The most important thing for us is to be mothers and fathers, to raise our children and to point people to Jesus. If we're not a mother or we're not a father and we are a child, you know, or we're a, a young adult growing up, our, the main point is that we bring people to Jesus, our mm-hmm. friends, our family member, and we're examples. And we're placed here on earth to be God's vessel to be used. Like if a vessel could be like a cup, like I have a, this cup right here, right? Mm-hmm. So this cup is used... I'm going to use this cup to drink water. Well, God wants to use us as vessels for different operations or different tools, Mm -hmm. right? Some of us is going to be a megaphone that we're going to, like right now, we're megaphones here, right? Then there's going to be other other of us that are going to be uh, watchmen that are are here to warn through the scriptures of like, one what happens if you're not living a holy life and you're not walking with God. The wages of sin lead to death, right? Then you're Mm -hmm. going to have, you know... Other guys that are going to be uh, uh, other people that are musicians or artists. They're going to use their tools, their instruments to push out creativity that could be used for God to minister to people through art, design, through music or, you know, whatever, whatever God uses you. But the goal is to edify, to worship God and to be used for his glory. And the most important thing right now is that this is the time not to be playing around this is the time to get into the lord's army get ready and be ready to move and step out by faith because i truly believe honestly with all my heart that god is going to move with this holy spirit once again in a big way you know i believe that what we saw in the jesus people movement everyone always brags about that which that's a good definitely an amazing thing to brag about i mean Mm -hmm. you hear about the stories and well, we wouldn't be where we're at if it wasn't for that. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that's what I'm saying. No, it's uh-huh. a thing to brag about. I mean, it like I meet people all over the world from the Jesus people movement in all different kinds of churches. Oh, yeah. I was I don't even know where I was. I was somewhere like in Australia or something. And this guy 
got saved from the Jesus People Movement, and he is <laughs> a pastor great. in Calvary. He's not a Calvary. He's in a pastor at another church, uh-huh. but he he was an Australian. So so anyway, I say all that to say this is that I believe what they saw back then. With everything that's going on now, it, there's going to be a bigger power movement of the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. It's going to be greater yeah. than we've ever seen. That's what we're praying for, the Holy Spirit to be poured out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the Scripture talks about it. But when he pours it out, he uses it. like He falls on people and he touches people's lives. But he also enables and the Holy Spirit comes upon people mm-hmm. like he fills them. And the Holy Spirit will flow in and through them yep. and uses them to reach people, to lay hands on people. Like we are the, mm-hmm. what's, what's it, what's it called? We are like the, we are where the water comes yep. from heaven, flows into us, and then goes out of us. Yeah, like, I the, conduit. That the conduit. The conduit. That's the word. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and, and even too, it's the revival in the church. Yeah. Where the church gets fired up. Yeah. And they're pumped up and they're like not, you know, one foot in the in, in sin yeah. and one foot in the church. They're yeah. they're they're deciding I'm going to follow Jesus with my whole heart. Well, and, those and that's the, what happens. Those are the people, though. It's the church people. Those are the ones that God's going to use to go out and do it. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. who's going to reach the ones outside of the church? It's the church. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what it says in, in Romans. Like, how are they going to hear unless a preacher is sent? Like, how is somebody yep. going to know unless somebody tells them? And so I think it's a huge, huge opportunity right now as people are fearful. Uh, people are, are concerned about the future. People are in financial collapse. I mean, we've seen the, the backup of the cargo ships everywhere around the country. The, the supply shortages. Over 100. I mean, it's insane. I saw I saw a picture of all these little green dots everywhere that can't get you know in and, and I, I mean so there's a lot of a lot of uncertainty but it's during those times of darkness that the light of christ shines the brightest right and right. so i think this i mean this the show what the whosoever's have going and what all these guys are you know involved with in just preaching the word of god it's it's an opportune time have you um have you read anything about what's going on with those ships or did you did you see it online did you read about it yeah no so the, the basically uh, from what i understand is that there are uh covid restrictions right. so that people cannot process the sh- the the pull, stuff that's supposed in, yeah. to come in did they, and did, so they're just waiting they're, it's like if they were circling an airport if they were an airplane they were just in a holding yeah. pattern that's what they are out in the sea there's so many goods that are just docked i mean i heard yeah. Because my, my father-in-law serves uh, Dana Point. Mm-hmm. He's from Dana Point. So he says that the ships are all the way down to Dana Point now. Because before, they were to, they, Huntington was a lot, like extra ships. Uh-huh. Then all of a sudden, it was in Newport when I drove there. And now yep. it's down to Dana Point. That's and I think they're all trying to get to L.A., Luda. right? They're San Pedro. Yeah, San Pedro. There's two docks, San Pedro and, and I think another place yeah. up in L.A. No, it's crazy. Insane in the membrane. Okay, mm-hmm. so check this out. I want to plug a couple things um, because we are going to be going to break in a minute. So I am proud to announce the Whosoever's has a new film coming out. So we go on tours around the nation. Well, they were all over the world until the lockdown. But now we've been touring the nation. And a year ago, we went down to Montana for Suicide Prevention Month during that time. And we got the tour. We went to some juvenile detention centers. We did this huge skate park. The local uh, news press picked us up. We did some churches. We did some school events. And this was in the middle of, of the lockdown. We were late, literally, COVID was chasing us. Like, we were about to go into a place, and they're like, it got hit with COVID that night. And we had to, like, literally, we were going to be there, like, an hour before. Like, it was it was crazy times. But anyway, we filmed it. It's like our last full send film. It's about 45 minutes. It's a short 
rad film. Um, it's called The Whosoever's Unbelievable Tour. So get there. Oh, this is what's awesome. Sonny Sandoval, the lead singer POD, also co-founder of The Whosoever's. This is his first tour. He got to come on recently since he started touring with the bands. So he's, he saw what God has been doing on all the trips of people getting saved, people getting healed and all the stuff. So he wanted to come and see for himself. And boy, did he see, and you're going to see what he saw on this trip. And we got Christina, uh, Lexi, and a couple other uh, people. We even took uh, right, our raccoon, our mascot. He was actually there <laughs> as well. So you can see him right here in the... Um, He's hanging out out of the door. So I'm going to be posting about Ooh, nice. this through our social media this week. But our last premiere uh, about six months ago or four months ago at our church, dude, we uh, we had like probably 1,800 people, something like that, maybe nice. 16 to 1,800 people Great. in our church packed. But everyone loved that film, and this one's even better. And I'll tell you the truth, like I think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pack that place. Yes, even. we're gonna stuff everyone. It's gonna be amazing. And don't forget the Kill the Noise book. This is for the, for the people watching the feed. This is it. Kill the Noise book, Finding Meaning Above the Madness. This book was written in the pandemic when it first started. This is a tool for these times that we're living into. Everything we've been talking about this show, it will talk to you about it. It will faith build you. It will grow you. Follow us on social media. Book us. We are touring. We have two tours going down in Texas and one in Florida. I'm going to have Head from Corn, Sonny, myself, and some others joining us so god's moving we're touring the great commission is still happening and uh discipleship is happening at the same time i got garrett beeler in studio we'll be back in two minutes right after the break peace more of the Ryan Reese Show, coming up. Post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. Now, back, back, back to the Ryan Reese Show. All right, we are back, and it is going down. I want to give the number out. I got Garrett Beeler in studio. We're going to take questions. We've been chopping it up about just all kinds of cool, all kinds of cool stuff, right? If you have any questions... About what we were talking about, or you want us to expand a little bit more on uh, some of the stuff that we were talking about? Did you get a chance to see that article about that um, one world religion? No, but I saw that pop up. That's insane. Yeah, you got you got to read I that mean, later it, on. It's almost laughable. You're going, how can this actually be happening? For but then, real. but then you realize, oh, the Bible actually talked about it a long time ago. For wow. real, one hundred percent. I know it's it's pretty uh pretty interesting, man. But like I said, just um. Right now, more than ever, I personally feel like I'm in a season where I'm enjoying just to open the scriptures mm-hmm. and, and read and um, really just look at stuff and go back and start underlining stuff. I got out of it for a while because I get I love Bible studies. I just love like listening to studies because the pastor's breaking it all down. You're just, it's just compacting. But what's cool is when you read the scriptures and God speaks to you through that, obviously. Mm-hmm. But when you're when you have the Bible and you're just kind of reading through it. And you just kind of underline it and you date it, like when God speaks to you about something in your life. It's such a cool thing because then you can even reflect back like a week or two or a month or whatever and just look back at like what God was speaking and you see his word come to pass. Yeah. And it's – I know it, it, to people like the, like you and different guys that teach the Bible all the time, like that, that you're always in the word because this is what you do. But the normal guy that might just be tuning into radio here and there – 
it's crucial to be in the word though and to write these little I'm memories. a normal guy as well, well. like that's yeah. it's so important because you can prep for messages a lot and if you're not spending your own personal time with the Lord where you're not trying to like hey what can I go and, and tell somebody that's else true. about that's true. you know it's important to be yeah. able to just you know sit and read and just let the Lord speak to you without you know trying to give anything out to anybody else so I mean it's important no you know what actually I just thought about that because it's been a while since I was teaching shine like every week you could just be so on that message where you're teaching and you're, you're okay, God, what do you want to tell me to tell them? Because that's what you're doing when you're, when you're studying the word, mm-hmm. to teach. What do you tell me through this message that's going to hit the hearts? But then that separate time is like, well, what are you trying to tell me? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know, man. It's like I, I wish my faith could grow without having hardships and all these other things, you know. And I think that the Lord prepares you to share with other people through the things he already speaks to you first with, you know. And so. And yeah. And the, it, stuff that you go, the stuff that you go through, like, God, you might be in this place right now. And you're like, man, I've gone through some stuff this year. Like in the last year, I've went through this. I went through that. And what what the heck is going on? Well, I can tell you this from personal experience. That stuff you went through, you're going to use it to help people. Like, don't waste that experience of what happened. And and has God seen you through? Like, I'm sure, you know, that song, like, you know, paint, paint in the night, but join the morning. You know that song? Yeah. Like, a lot of you have experienced that. And when you go through this and you come out of it, make sure you testify of God's goodness so it doesn't go to waste. Yeah. So that will encourage people because they're probably in a situation that you've been through and you're able to say, Hey, you know what? Hey, right now it feels like you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. You don't know what's going to happen next. And you're feeling fear or whatever it is. Listen, keep pressing in. Yeah. God is everywhere. He's gone before you. And if you follow him, he will, he will get you through this. Oh yeah. And I just want to, just to add to that, the Lord has not brought whoever this is that may be listening yeah. tonight for you. The Lord has not brought you this far to have you fail. Like he, he's not yeah. going to just at this point in your life say, hey, I'm done. And, uh, you know, you're on your own. He said, fear not. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And I think that's so huge to be reminded of, you know, a, a childhood verse, how you can own that as an adult and realize that even in my darkest moments, uh, the times where I'm struck down, I can be struck down and not to de- and not destroyed. I can I can be in a place where I feel overwhelmed and and the Lord can sustain me even there. And I, I think that's such an important reminder uh, for for all of us. You know that the Lord will use yes even that for His glory and it will work together for the good. So piggybacking off that, I was just reading this. Um, I was just reading this uh, this passage in uh, Proverbs two because you know for people that want to know where to read in the Bible, an easy read every day is like you just pick a Proverbs per day. So today's October 2nd, right? So I would read Proverbs 2nd, and you just kind of have that part of your uh, devotional plan. But I read this in Proverbs 2, 7, it says, it's talking about God, right? It says, oh, I, I'll just go to 6. For the Lord grants wisdom, from the mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense. Oh, man, I need common sense. <laughs> to the honest now, you have to be honest, and he'll give you the common sense. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. So you got to be honest. You need to have integrity. He guards the path of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. So what is this? He's saying, be honest, have integrity, 
and be faithful. Because if you want all these protections and wisdom, there's a way of life to live to receive that. Then he says this, because I've been trying to, I'm making some very big decisions in my life right now. And I just, just really popped out to me today when I was reading it. And it says, then you will understand what is right, just and fair, and you will find the right way to go for wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Mm -hmm. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. This is the new living translation. I read. I love it. I mean, how important is that? I need to know, Lord. Like, I need to know that I know that I know. And the Word, the Bible tells us that that God's Word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. We want the wisdom that comes from the Lord. I mean, that's the chiefest thing. Mm. As a follower of Jesus, Lord, I don't know. Please show me. Give me wisdom beyond my own comprehension. You know, wisdom beyond my own ability to, to, to figure things out. And he promises in his word, like what James says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to gives to all liberally and without reproach. Meaning, you know, it's weird that there's that little tack on the end that without reproach means he's not going to smack you on the head and be like, are you stupid? Yeah. How do you not know this? Yeah. Without reproach means that you can ask God anything at any time about anything. And uh, he'll he'll show you. Doesn't it say after that? passage that it doesn't say something about don't be double-minded yeah well well then later it says if you're double-minded you're unstable in all of your mm. ways and you expect to hear from the lord but you're not in the right place it can be a uh yeah that's a it's a very big warning absolutely so if you're not being honest you're not being uh faithful and you're not living right then you're not clearly following the lord so how do you expect to, to receive if you're not walking? Going back to what you said earlier to those people that maybe aren't walking with God yeah. or the ones that are just kind of walking the line. Yeah. Like get in line and he'll, like you just said, he'll be a lamp unto your feet and he'll mm-hmm. speak to you. His word speaks to you just like this passage today. It spoke to me and brought me peace. And it says he'll bring you, he'll give, bring you joy as well. I feel joy and peace at the decision I have to make. Because he's going to give me the wisdom and he's going to protect me and and make my path safe. Yeah. And the Bible is the living word of God. Right. I mean, Ryan, how amazing is that? I mean, often, you know, you'll hear people that, you know, maybe have backslidden or walked away from the Lord. And they're like, oh, God just feels so far away. You know, like he's not hearing me or whatever. Listen, God has never changed. He's Mm -hmm. never moved. He never left. He never left. We may have veered off, Mm -hmm. but at any moment, at any time, the Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, that if you confess your sins, say, Lord, I've sinned, Mm -hmm. he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And that relationship like that is re-intact. It's funny. I had someone. uh, It's restored. I meet so many many people all the time. And then it was one of those same comments. Man, I just. I just feel so God far, so far from God. I haven't heard his voice. I'm like, well, have you been praying? Do you like read the Bible? Because if you read the Bible, you hear his voice. No, I don't go to church on it. I'm like, well, no wonder you're not hearing. You're not even trying to hear him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're yep. just kind of like, I don't know. I'm just kind of, I feel so far. Yep. Well, faith, 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 uh, faith in actions. Walk by faith. Walk to church. Walk and open up your Bible. Uh, walk to your room and pray. So we got a call coming in from Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh. Steelers, what? Oh. <laughs> it's going to take it. It's Heidi. We're going to go ahead and grab Heidi Huck calling from Pittsburgh. How are you guys doing? Good. Good to Can hear you. 
We we love our Steelers despite last week's game. Yeah. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, good good to hear hear from you tonight. What uh, what is your question? Well, uh, right, right before I'll, I'll say my question, but I just wanted to say, Ryan, that you've changed my life due to uh, a certain cable company's high prices. I deleted most of my channels, started watching YouTube. I like to say stumbled across your I Am Second video, but I'm sure that God directed me yeah. to see it. The next day, I went to church, and I'm really emotional because you have no idea the impact. I feel like I know you just from watching your videos. You have changed my life. I started going to church. I got a Bible study now, like I and I, I didn't go for six to seven years. I prayed every night. You know, but I, I gave my life to Christ because of watching you, and you have no idea what you've turned my life around, literally. So thank you. That is so awesome. <laughs> and you so know what? Awesome. It's, I'm like, I feel a little emotional right now, to be honest, because it's so encouraging, like, as you travel over the world and, and you're in front of a lot of people and, and just, you know, live in the Great Commission, but it's so encouraging when you actually hear this story is when— you hear about the life transformation. Yep. And 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 that's the whole thing is this is why we're always pointing people like buy a Bible, go to a church that actually teaches the Bible. And you it's not you know, we're not living by, you know, just following all these different speakers and and, and just going with the flow, but it's like, no, mm-hmm. get a Bible, read, pray, talk to God, and watch your life get transformed. And now here we are. You stumbled across this I Am Second film. <laughs> awesome. And then yeah. now here you are getting discipled, and God has just and done I, something cool. I got I to gotta get you to Pittsburgh. We have we have a skate park here, and you, you got to come, you know, you got to go to a Steeler game. I'm, I'm, I'm inviting you. You're coming. Uh, All right. But my, yeah, I got I to gotta get you guys here. But, um. And I just, I mean, I'll, I'll be your whosoever ambassador. I'm older, I'm a, but I am a single parent 24-7, and my question comes in. Mm-hmm. Those years I've, I've missed church, I'm very worried about my 17-year-old because he sits in the basement, he games all day. Which, yeah. um, I'm worried that he is like, he goes, I'm good with God. I'm like, he does nothing about the Bible because I haven't taken him to church and shown him, and is it too late, like, you know, I, I'm thankful he's not vaping, doing drugs, drinking, you, you know, um, because I have a, a family of addiction. Like, I was adopted into my family, mm-hmm. and from third grade on, my dad started drinking and ruined our lives. And then my brother was addicted to meth and drugs, and I got him off that. Like, I felt like I was adopted out because I was the nucleus of my family and had to help them all. Mm-hmm. But I'm struggling myself, and I'm worried that, how, how, you know, is it too late? Like, how am I going to get my son to, you know, I, mean, uh, I don't know how to, if it's too late for him, you know? It's, not, it's never too late. It's never too late. Um, I would suggest that you definitely find a location. I know that COVID kind of switched things up in, in different states. It's, it's, it's different. I mean, you're in, a, you're in the big city in Pittsburgh. So um, find out a church that's meeting. And that, you know, you're comfortable with, with going to make sure that you're plugged in. He's under 18. So like when I grew up, um, my parents said, if you live in the house and you're under 18, you know, there's a requirement to, to go to the church because, you know, they're paying the bills and they pay for the house and everything that, that comes along with it. 
So I would suggest doing that and, you know, not like a forced thing if possible, but just kind of like, yeah, these are just the rules of the house. This is how we're going to do it. And also get him turned on to uh, someone that he likes to listen to. You know what I mean? Like find out there's a lot of different kinds of pastors, different styles. Find out someone that, like you, like you, like, well, you know, he sees the, me. He'll come up late night. He's like, who are you watching? So I well, feel like yeah, you're, yeah, you know. yeah. So maybe, uh, maybe you could even get him some, some, some past radio shows to kind of get, um, get it going. Cause the radio shows are kind of like Jesus one Oh one. Right. So maybe some artists that maybe I've interviewed or, or subjects that he's interested in. You could give him some mm-hmm. of the YouTubes to watch. Um, or you could even show him something radical, like my destroy all gods Bible study or, you know, there's there's just different series uh, that I've done or be great series. You know, these are all on online on YouTube of through the Gospel of John of things that will encourage them, empower them, disciple them, and just give them a give them a taste for for you know what God is, what God's doing. Um, I don't know. I have a new book that came out. I don't know if you got it yet. It's called Kill, Kill the, the Noise. Noise. Yeah. Yep. So if he if he you know if he's a reader, it's it's pretty easy read and fast read, but. That would also uh, encourage him as well to to fall in love with God and see that God is not religious, but he wants a relationship with them. So there's just these just different kinds of tools um, that you could present to him. But I would suggest, you know, forcing someone to do anything always pushes away. So mm-hmm. you have to find and, you, you know, you need the wisdom like we were just talking about in Proverbs. You got to get the wisdom of how God wants to um, how you kind of communicate with him. And and maybe it's just a, a thing on Sunday. You just watch a video with him from from me if he wants to to do that. And it's what, what what's the studies? They're like thirty five minutes or forty minutes online or something. And right. see, just kind of see how that goes. And and he'll he'll grow the desire. Will he'll want more? Basically, you know. Right. And how do I um how do I get you guys to come here? Like, do I, oh um, yeah, for the whosoever's. Just go ahead and uh, on our social media, you'll see the whosoevers.com. Shoot us an email. It'll go to uh, go to Lucas. And then basically what we'll do is we'll set it up. I'm supposed to be in Ohio sometime, like right when it starts warming up. I'm going to wait till the snow passes. But I'm going to go out to Ohio, okay. and I know that's kind of in that vicinity. So we will yeah. we'll, we'll work it out where uh, we, we can make that a stop out there as well. And we're touring schools too. So I don't know if he goes to school or not, but we're hitting the schools again. And just continuing to to just keep it going, but yeah, shoot us an email and connect with us, and we'll we'll keep you in the loop once um once the winter starts to uh, once we get into spring, and we'll we can come out there. We're actually right. booked all the way to January right now, anyway. So wow. right wow. now is a good time to start booking, um, you know, spring and February and stuff like that. So we'll get you a Steeler game the following year, or yeah, maybe that would, we'll that would be epic. have a different quarter. <laughs> I'll bring my terrible towel out. It's on. Uh, I, I even got one? when my when I had my triplet daughters, my my cousin sent me three three uniforms of the of the Steelers, and they had the beanie, they had the, the uniform, and then yeah. they all had the terrible towel. I don't know if they had beanie the the mitts, but yes, it was official. I had oh, all wow. three of them. Well, here's a quick story. I I myself worked in radio. I was a radio salesperson for like 20 years. Yeah. And um, so that's like connected, but, you know, in the long hair dudes and all all the nonsense partying, you know, and like 
now now I've like well obviously having a child by myself I've grown up but I still I still went down some wrong paths and you know but um, my point was I took my son to um, a, a, the Super Bowl the one we lost in, um, against Green Bay and Snoop Dogg is a huge fan and I worked at an urban radio station at a Snoop Dogg doll and when the Steelers lost he popped the head off Snoop Dogg Snoop Dogg doll because he couldn't believe we lost and we went all the way there and he was so angry when he was like nine oh years old. Oh my gosh. I'll, I'll just send you a picture, but it was pretty send epic. Me, but I did e- go to the one in Tampa where we, we did win. So I've been to a Super Bowl twice. For e- email, so me email, me, email me a picture in that Snoop Dogg. Well, hey, thanks I for will. calling, Heidi. You guys, keep doing what you're doing. and you've Literally, Ryan, you've changed my life. I, I am. I feel so honored to talk to you. You have no idea. Like, I've been trying for weeks to get through, and thank you so much for this working out tonight. No worries. I'm going to say a prayer for your son right now, though. Lord Jesus, I just His lift up. Noah. I just lift. Well, Noah. Noah? Noah. Mm-hmm. Noah. All right, Noah. Lord, I lift up Noah in Jesus' name. Lord, encounter him. Reveal yourself to him. Open his eyes and open his heart to what you want to do in and through him, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. You have a great night. All right, Heidi. God bless you, Heidi. You know, if there's other families out there that are praying for their kids, maybe they have some, you know, a teenager that's not walking with the Lord, it can be very discouraging, very discouraging. And so I would encourage you guys, if you have children that are not walking with Jesus and you would like them to, that you would pray for them. Pray for them every day. Uh, Keep being a good witness. You can keep inviting them, uh, but just keep praying. Keep inviting them to church, inviting them to watch, you know, like she was saying, like Heidi was saying, you know, some YouTube videos. Uh, There's a lot of ways you can, you know, introduce them to Jesus. But the most important thing that you can do to change someone's heart is to pray for them. What a cool story. I want to ask you a question, but I want to give out the number first. Uh, I have Garrett Beeler in studio. The number is 888 Five six four six one seven three, triple eight five six four six one seven three. Hit us up. We are chilling. We have about five minutes left in the studio, so we could take another call. Garrett, what's your opinion on a scenario where people want to invite their kids, and they're having problems inviting them? And you know, it just you want to be kind of sensitive. Like you, you're the mom, you're the dad. You have the authority to invite and make them go to church, but how do you do it? So it's not forceful, and they are, they're not, like, in church all, like, angry. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you think about that? Yeah, that's a really—that's a tough one, you know, because yeah. I think you you laid a good foundation in saying if they live at your home, you know, you pay their bills. They're in—you yeah. know, there's certain things that are appropriate for your household. Right. Hey, this is the right thing to do. We're going to do the right thing in our family, and that means we commit to go to church because that's what we're supposed to do as Christians. And so you're part of this family. You're coming with us. What gets difficult is as they get older, if they don't have any of that upbringing. Like this girl. Yeah, or, like or, with, yeah. With, with Heidi and Heidi. Noah. Um, you know, what can be difficult is that now you're, you're seeing somebody almost as an adult uh, being in a place where they have nothing like that. And they were like, why do I need to go to church, man? I can stay and sleep in on Sunday morning. It's not a part of their routine. But we do know that people are more likely to go to church if you invite them. And if you know them, that's the crazy, there's percentages, you know, you got the Harvest Crusade coming up tomorrow night and they talk about inviting people and all this, you know, it, it's, it's a cool thing that if you know someone, there is a, just a, a, such a higher percentage than them just showing up by themselves. If they know someone and someone invites them, 
So I'd say do what's right for the Lord. Do what's right for your family. They're living in your home. This is what we do as a family. And then you gotta you gotta take it you know case by case depending on the child and you know your relationship with them. Yeah, you gotta be very sensitive. Very that. It's it's hard. It's 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 you know it's a hard spot because I mean even looking back at my dad, <clears throat> if you just tuned in, my dad's Raul Reese and him. Uh, you know they had the rules set up and they weren't like forceful. Like you know it wasn't all crazy, but they also they also had did stick to their guns, right? Because that's the rules. Because that's the rules of the house. So, but I, you know, even though sometimes I didn't want to go, I'm like, Sunday, I want to go skate with my friends or I want to go to the beach or whatever. But now that I look back at just going, just being there, even though I wasn't into it, it still created that space of like normalcy for me to go. So then when I gave my life back to God, it's like everything was there. Like, okay, you take the Bible, you're going to go in, there's music, there's worship, the message. And you follow along, like everything was there. So when I went back, it was just so easy. I just mm-hmm. got right back into the game, even though I didn't want nothing to do with God my whole life. Mm-hmm. Then at 32, when I started going to your church, I just fell right into, fell right in. Yeah, and the, and the word of God never returns void. Just right. insert that real quick. If you're planting these seeds of faith in your kids, they'll eventually bring forth fruit. It may be later on down the road. It may be after a you know a, a time of rebellion or whatever. But even if you don't see the fruit immediately, keep sowing into them, keep investing into them, and the Lord will the Lord will bring the increase from that. All right. Well, we have two minutes left. Um, any last words? I know you just kind of said something at the end. Is there anything else you want to encourage people with? Yeah. Well, actually, you know, for me, I've been really reminded, and I feel like the Lord's put it upon my heart to take care of your family. Mm-hmm. Love your wife if you're a husband, take care of your kids, and do the best job that you can with what has been entrusted to you. Be a good steward. And I think that's how we find ourselves as good and faithful servants. Lord entrusts us with something, do the best job that you can with it. So when your time is up, you say, Lord, I did the best that I could. And he says, well done. Jesus said, love the, uh, the Bible says, uh, love your wife like Christ loved the church. He died that's for right. the church. So... When you put that into perspective, and it's hard, you know, because being ma- being married and kids and you could get on each other's nerves. It's not even you, each other. The kids could drive you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you don't even have beef with each other. You're just like, ah. Yeah. But but when you put it into perspective and keep striving to to be a good guy and, and to oversee the family and and um, God will bless you for that. Yeah, right? that's true. God that's will, true. You know, and if the Lord puts the right woman in your life. You're you by the very nature of your relationship, you know, you'll demand each other to be more like Christ. And that's a good thing. Well, let's just end it there. We have 30 seconds left. So thank you for being on the show. Garrett Beeler church tomorrow. Yes, Don't sir. forget to get the book. Kill the noise book. Get discipled. Build your faith. Come to the movie premiere at Calvary Chapel, Golden Springs. Let's party. <laughs> good night. Later, man. This has been The Ryan Reese Show. To connect and find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday for The Ryan Reese Show. Hi, friend. Are you stressed, maybe even worried about so many needs around you that you've forgotten you are worth taking care of, too? 
Well, I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast. I want to invite you to join me as I share practical tips based on science, inspired by God's Word, to help you spark joy and restore God's peace and love to your soul. Subscribe now and go to lifeaudio.com.